From KUOW in Seattle, you're listening to How's Your Day, telling you a story you don't know from a day we all remember. Today's date is February 11th, 1990. Mr. Nelson Mandela will be released at the Vicar Verstappen Prison on Sunday, the 11th of February. In South Africa, Winnie Mandela met with her husband, the imprisoned black nationalist hero Nelson Mandela. Good evening, Eric, and it is just that. South Africa's president, F.W. de Klerk, ended the suspense at 5 o'clock this afternoon, South Africa time. In Soweto Township, outside Johannesburg, thousands of people braved a thunderstorm outside the Mandela home as they waited for news that he was free. The sight of a man considered so dangerous by South Africa's previous white rulers, he was kept hidden, unphotographed, for over 25 years. Nelson Mandela to be released tomorrow, and as you might expect, that is a moment that this country will not soon forget. It's not a point of, oh, this is so terrible and I can't do this time. It wasn't that point. The point was, why? For what purpose? For what? You know, there is no purpose behind sitting here in a cage. My name is Danny Johnson. I am 51 years old, and I am at Pontiac Correctional Center. You know, they, they sugarcoat things. If, if, if they take a dog and put him in this same area, then it's a cage. But they take a human being and they put them in this area, and they call it a, a living area or a cell. You know, coming in here, your memory stops. My memory of the outside world is since 1987. So that's, that's how I remember the world. My current sentence is 107, 110, somewhere around. It's too much to do, so I don't keep up with it. From, from day one, I thought about escaping. From, from the first day I walked into Joliet, Joliet was one of four maximum security prisons in the state. At the time, they were supposed to wrap the bars, take a, a metal pipe, and they go down each gallery of each cell house, and they, 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 they wrap this metal pipe against all the cell bars to make sure all of them are there. Uh, of course, they didn't do it, or I wouldn't have gotten out. It's not something they expect because so few people do it. I had to make four cuts around the window frame and then cut an exterior bar to be able to get completely out of the cell house. That, that cutting process took a couple of days the final cut, oh, it's probably about 12.30, 12.30 in the morning on the 11th. The plan was to get up and run. Let's go right now. Let's move. We got to the fence. We, we went under it. 
and we were right there in a, in a, a, a patch of wood, a little wooded area there. The, the smell of, of wet leaves that had been piled there for, uh, you know, however long. It, it, you know, it, it was a good smell. It was just, it was the smell of freedom. It was the smell of something besides that concrete and steel that existed within the walls of the prison. You crossed the street, you got opposite, opposite from the prison, and we were walking down a residential street. We spotted a cab dropping somebody off, and we waved him down. So we got in, I got in the front seat, and the other guy got in the back, and we headed off. After 27 years in South African jails, Nelson Mandela is a free man. There's Mr. Mandela. Mr. Nelson Mandela, a free man, taking his first Mr. steps Mandela into a new South Africa. First steps to freedom. Nelson Mandela walked out of Victor Forster prison today like a chief of state, flanked by his first lady and by the men who'd been hired to protect him. There they were, the South African state police, providing security for the man who'd once been the most wanted man in heaven. You know, it was like, it was like when, when, when I climbed out the window and was going down the bars to the ground below, it was like I left a weight, a physical weight, because the further I got away from it, the lighter it got. There's really no word to describe the happiness, the joy, the elation that, that you get from getting out of a miserable place. Prison is a miserable, miserable place. I can't say as far as where we went exactly or, or who helped us or anything like that. But we were, we had assistance, we were put up in a house and, you know, taken care of, fed, clothed. Sleep was out of the question. You know, your adrenaline is, is so is, is flowing that, that, that there was no sleep that first day. We spent that day in the house. Uh, there was two females that came to the house that were friends of the guy that I was with and uh, we spent most of the day upstairs with uh, with them. I know there was beer. There was a lot. Everything we ate, we ate with beer. But it was uh, a, a barbecued chicken wing. And, and they were Absolutely delicious. The first day, as crazy as it might sound, was just food, sex, and, and, and laying low. Nelson Mandela woke up to freedom this morning in the spectacular surroundings of Bishop's Court, Archbishop Desmond Tutu's official residence on the slopes of Table Mountain. His wife, Winnie, at his side, the ANC leader appeared for the world's cameras in what must be one of the world's most beautiful gardens. 
there could be no greater contrast to the bleak years on Robben Island and inside Polesmoor Prison. Escape is a, it's an extremely serious thing because it, 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 like if you take something that happens within the prison itself, whether it be a murder, an assault, uh, uh, whatever it is, it's, it's expected by the public. So there's no public outcry from it. But if you let someone get beyond the confines of the walls and fences, then the public is just calling their, their representatives and senators and prison directors and saying, we want people fired and we want, you know, this, that, and the other. So you're jeopardizing people's careers. You know, here it is. I've been out 11 days. I was leaving that night. I was... They were getting me a ticket on Amtrak to head south that night. We had actually went to sleep because we had been up a couple of days. So we were asleep, and the guy, the guy that, that, that was with me, he hit the bedroom door, and he said, he said, cops, cops. And I woke up, but I thought, man, I was dreaming. He hit the door again. He said, man, police all over. I went out of the bedroom and was, was looking out the windows, and I came back in the bedroom, and and the guy I was with, he had one leg out the window, and he had ducked his head underneath the windowsill like he was going out. And a shot was fired, broke the window above his head, he dove back in. So I went through the house, to the kitchen, opened up the door, and, and out I went. I wish they would have just, just went ahead and shot me and put me out of my misery. You know, at what point in my life did I say, well, I'm going to grow up to be a professional prisoner? Just, you know, life, life is over. Life, life is, is over sitting here. I, I regret the time that I accumulated because see, it wasn't just that escape because I've had five attempts since then. And each time was another felony conviction. 
but I don't I don't regret attempting to do it. I'm I'm, I'm attempting to regain freedom. You know, it's like it's like I watched a, a documentary. I think it's on Dateline or something about prisons in Mexico. And if you uh, uh, attempt to escape or escape out of out of there, they don't charge you because it's they consider it a natural thing to do. That that there, there's no charges for it because it's just considered a, a natural reaction to being put in a cage. I think about February 11th, 1990, my escape, oh man, at least a couple of times a week at least, because it was the last time I saw freedom. It was the last time I tasted freedom. It's the last time I walked down the street, the last time I ate food from a restaurant. So many lasts were accomplished in those 11 days that I was out. It was the last time that I saw the night sky. Uh, there's, there's not really much to tell. It was uh, a friend of, well, I'm calling a friend. It was an associate of mine, and and we uh, we uh, had a difference of opinion and got in a fight, and uh, I killed him. Let me say first that it's a great tragedy to spend the best of your lives in prison. But although it looks ionical, there are advantages in that. If I had not been to prison, I, have not, I would not have been able to achieve the most difficult uh, task in life and that is changing yourself. I had that opportunity because in prison, you have what we don't have in our work outside prison. The opportunity to sit down and think. KOW in Seattle, you've been listening to How's Your Day. Today's date was February 11th, 1990. How's Your Day is made by Arwen Nix and Shane Mailing. Our editor is Jim Gates. And our producer is Whitney Henry Lester. Our music was composed by Jen Champion. Tell us a story we don't know from a day everyone remembers. Our email is howsyourday at kuow.org.
Support for How's Your Day comes from KUOW listeners like you.